In this episode of my podcast for an endless life on your terms, I'm joined with Jackie Bloom. Jackie, how are you? Very well, thanks, Chris. Now, you've had over 20 years experience in entrepreneurship, Mm -hmm. and you're currently running a company called The Helping Hub. Tell me a bit about it, please. The Helping Hub is essentially it's a marketplace where people can gift each other products and services when they're going through a challenging time. What do you mean by challenging time? Challenging time. So anything that, um, any particular situation where someone actually just needs help. Someone, it could be a positive time. You may have just had a newborn baby. Um, you might have, you know, going preparing for a wedding and you just need some extra things done around the house or someone to actually help you a little more. It might also be for someone who um, has sadly just lost a loved one. Um, you might be going through a divorce. The list is endless. When you or said challenging time, that's what I thought it would be, challenging as in struggling. And usually people think that it is just when you're struggling and it's generally catering for when you're struggling. Um, but that's also not to say that you might just have the flu and want a bit of extra help. You might be at home on your own and need some chicken soup. You bit might... of TLC. Exactly, bit of TLC. Um, and a challenging time, uh, people do generally put a negative connotation around it, but it doesn't have to be. It I like can... that you brought line of that. Thank I could you. have used you today when you said the challenging time. Yes. I, I moved like yesterday. You lost I mean, a deal or? No, no. absolutely not. <laughs> um, I, I moved yesterday to a new house. Some of my clothes are still in my old house. I did not have a suit to wear today. This is the first suit I had out. Not that matching. Mm-mm. And it's the first time I did a podcast, three podcasts, with the same clothes. So I could have used you. So where's my clothes? <laughs> Need to get an outfit. Half of my box is in my old place. Is that the challenging time you're referring to? Probably not for that one. Probably not for that one, but I could refer you. We do have a personal stylist on on, <laughs> on the Helping Hub, so I could have referred you to Good, her as well. Because I play with my hair a lot. So, <laughs> <it's important. laughs> so do I. Oh. Okay, thank you. Okay, so so tell us a bit more about it. How, how, did, how did the concept start? What was the inspiration or, or the purpose to it? Yeah, I know because I know it has a quite a quite profound story. Yeah, so when my mum was dying of cancer, which was now, in fact, on Sunday, it will be fourteen years ago. Um, at the time, I had a two-month-old, uh, sorry, a two-week-old and a six-month-old, no, two-year-old and six-month-old children. So very young children, and I was running a business with. Um, you know, over 20 staff, it was a national business, and I, my then husband was a shift worker, and I needed help. I needed food in the fridge, I needed washing done, I needed cleaning done, and, and after mum passed away, I, I remember sitting in my car one day and thinking, my goodness, wouldn't it be amazing if every single time someone had said, how can I help, there would be one place, and in that space. Um, There could be a list of things that I really truly needed um, and they could go there and purchase anything on that list. It would mean that I would receive the help that I actually needed and they would feel really, you know, they would feel amazing knowing that they've been able to help me in a way that I truly needed. It's a great situation. Now now they can find that place. Absolutely. And the website is? The Helping Hub. The Helping Hub. So the motivation behind it was just convenience, getting somebody to, in a tough situation, just help them along their journey, just to make you know tough time go a little bit faster, so to speak. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting, Chris, because I actually did start the business um, probably about 
10 years ago with the first iteration of it. So after mum died, I continued the, business, you know, the family business for quite some time and then decided I really wasn't fulfilling my passion or purpose. And so ended up closing that business down and starting back then what is now the helping hub, but realised I didn't have the right model in place um, and I really didn't have the finance to, to back it. And so I put it aside and knew that one day I'd always wanted to come back to it. I just didn't know what it would look like. Um, and, you know, move forward 10 or well, now 14 years, I have subsequently, you know, dealt with a lot of other adversity as well in my life. I've sadly been through a divorce now. Um, I've had, you know, some life-threatening illness. Um, and each time I experienced that adversity or those challenges, it was exactly the same scenario. People kept saying, how can I help? And I needed help, but I wasn't receiving the help that I needed. And I couldn't say to my sisters, can you come and wash my underwear? The reason, the reason I, um, I'm shaking my head when you're talking is I'm looking at your slogan and it's such a brilliant slogan, how can I help? Thank you. And it's a question that whether you're coming from an empathetic point of view, even in the sales process, how can I help is the most important question you could ask somebody else. Yeah. And it's such a powerful slogan, I love that. And now, the more and more you keep talking, the, the slogan kind of, you just fall in your lap, what? You just thought, that's it? Because um, it's such a great slogan, so I just wanted to talk a bit about it. It's interesting, it just, Every time I went through a deep dive into what is the business, what is it that we're trying to create, what are we trying to do, I kept coming back to, yes, but we're trying to answer the question, how can I help? And it didn't matter what the situation was, it just we just kept coming back to, how can I help? And I think that's you know ultimately where it just kept rolling off the tongue and you're like, well, some of the best this slogans is, come up like it's that. It's here. Yeah? Help is here. How can I help? That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to solve that problem of how can I help? I'll tell you a funny, not, not as inspirational as good as your story, but I'll tell you a funny one nevertheless. I've got a snooker hall in Yarraville and I wanted to come up with a slogan. And because I've got ADHD, I'm doing 100 things at once and I'm just whatever. All up. As I'm on the phone, I'm on the email. I love that you recognise that too, by the way. Well, I, I have to. Everyone <laughs> around me will tell you so. I, I know what I am, I own it, that's me. Awesome. I try to improve on it. Anyway, so I'm doing two, three things. Working on this, working on that, working on that. And as I'm talking about the snooker, our slogan for Reventon is financial progress. How do I get one for snooker that goes, send this across, just keep the ball rolling, I said to this guy. Just keep it going, keeping the ball rolling. Bang. There's the slogan. Like, Love it. I'm thinking, how can I just, just keep the ball rolling, I want to keep this moving forward. Yep. Reventon snooker ball roll. That's the slogan. That's so that's it. our Reventon snooker slogan. So when you said, how can I help, can I help? For me, I came with that logo and a just pure luck, just through thinking. So Perfect. there you go. Perfect. Um, why are you so passionate about helping people? I think partly it's innate. <laughs> Is it's it due to your circumstances that, may, that, that really opened all this up for you, do you think? Or did this accentuate something that was inside you? I think it's always a part of me that I've had. Um, and I think the very first uh, real recognition of it was when, even before my mum died, my brother-in-law actually passed away at the age of 37. And he left my sister with four children under the age of 10. And he died of cancer and we watched his journey over two years. And that was horrific. You know, there are no other words. When you, when you watch someone so young 
battling and, and fighting for his life with four young children. There's, and so at that time, I was much more capable um, or had the time to help my sister a lot more because I, you know, I didn't have my own children at that point in time. So I was able to help her and it's, it's just, you know what, it's, it's not even not so, uh, as partly innate, but it's also partly how I was brought up. You know, it's, it's being taught and being brought up with incredible values that I'm so grateful I've been brought up with. And it's, you know, passing those values on in any way I can. And if that means by helping people and doing things that are going to make a difference in someone's life, then that's what it's I want to do. It's a beautiful thing to be able to mix your passion that I am. Um I am, I've got an unfortunate history with my, with my family. A lot of them have passed through cancer. My closest first cousin died at 37. Mm, sorry Another one had three kids. All my mum's sisters have had cancer, two have passed. My mum's the only one that hasn't. So it's actually, and so many have died young. Um, so this 30s and 40s. So when I, with you. Like you couldn't believe. Yeah. So on the back of my computer there, there's a photo, look, that's my 37-year-old cousin. I grew up with him. His name was Pat. You've never met a more optimistic, mm. happy person. And he was the most incredible human being I know. I used to call him because, as I said, we grew up together. We're very close. Going out with his mum for Greek Easter on Sunday. Can and I have, can you bring me some biscuits, please? Because like, biscuits? The, the, the horseshoes with the icing on the top. You t well, when we finish this podcast, <laughs> I'll make sure that you have some. I'm on it. Thank now, you. So um, going back to it, when I would say to him, how are you going, cousin? He'd always say to him, I'm all right. And one day, I'll never forget this, I called him because I heard the stage, he had stage four cancer mm. in his brain. Mm. Supposed to last three months. He lasted over two and a half years. Gosh, the similar and the he, parallels. he never called me to tell me. And I found out, I go, cuz, why didn't you call me? He goes, I heard you were, you were a little bit uh, sick. You were stressed out, so I didn't want to call you. To put into perspective, I had the flu and he didn't want to stress me out. And this guy's got stage four. And never once did I ever hear him, people say things, complain, ever. How you going? He goes, I'm doing good, cuz, how are you? And this is a guy that knows he's about to pass. And his outlook on life or his strength, it's different to say what you would do in a circumstance, it's different actually seeing it. And it's interesting you, you talk about him in that way because my, my brother-in-law, Rob, I mean, for me, he was my big brother. I, he'd been a part of my life since at, from the age of 10, but he was exactly the same. He, when he was diagnosed, he was already, he was, he had, his primary tumour was in the stomach, but he was diagnosed with second, secondaries in the liver at that point. And, but his outlook, he was also, he was given six months and he lived for two years. Um, and his outlook was incredible. And it was only, do you know, he, he never accepted that he was going to die until 24 hours before. And it was about three o'clock in the morning and all of a sudden he woke up and he started rattling off all these passwords to bank accounts. And, and my sister was like, what are you doing? And he, it was the very first time he had said, I'm going to die. You need to know all this information. And she just got a list and had to write all this down literally 24 hours before he died. It's, it's, and it's, it's unbelievable. The, the strength people the can show. The strength and yeah. the journey and, yeah, it, it really is. And look, it's um, going back, because I think what you're doing is a really great thing um, with trying to help people. When you feel overwhelmed or, or, or unfocused, how do, you, how do you get your focus back when you've got all these things? Because your, your job is it's very emotional. 
because you're dealing with, you know, people's cases. Yep. How do you stay back on focus or stay with the job at hand? I have spent, the last five years have been a really, really interesting personal journey for me. And I've spent a lot of time actually working through what is it that I'm feeling at that point in time and how do I manage it? And so when I do lose focus, I lean into it and I think... What do you mean? I feel it. You own it? I own or it. You, is that what you mean? Own it. And, but not just own it, question it. Why am I feeling like this? Why have I lost focus? What is it that is taking me away from what, it, what I want to do? And what I tend to try and do is then listen to, okay, well, if I'm not focused on that particular task at that point in time, what is it that I need to do? to get in flow and to move forward. And so I try and then lean into that task instead, knowing that I can always come back to what I'm doing. So you identify. And it doesn't always work. You know, there are sometimes you've got these deadlines that you have to meet and you're like, oh crap, I've really got to meet that deadline. But if I've got the opportunity to, you know what, I want to go, I really wanted to listen to a podcast or I wanted to read a book. If I've got the opportunity to then go and do that because I know I'm going to learn something from it or gain from it, I'll go and I'll choose to go and do that or take the dog for a walk or do something that's actually going to then re-stimulate my mind so I can come back and then refocus. So the, help, the helping hub, when did it actually start? When was the inception of your business? The end of 2018, so about two years ago. About two years, two mm. years ago? Mm. And what's the, um, what's the biggest request or issue for help that you're finding? The three, what we find, the three most common um, services that people are purchasing yeah um uh, meal delivery washing services and cleaning services they're they're our sort of they're our staple they're the three things that people need the most when they're going through that challenging time because it takes a load off so if i'm coming to you and i need some of these services you'll actually buy a voucher and you'd hire someone how would it work Walk no through so the process. so essentially it's 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 another, it's a gifting site. It's a website where you can literally get on the site, purchase whatever it is that you want to gift to that person, and then they receive a voucher to be able to redeem it. And just to clarify, the three things are, again? No, well, we have over 40 on the site, but, but the, the three, three most, most common are? and most popular, meal delivery, washing services, and cleaning services. Well, is mm. it probably, do you think it's because people are so time poor now? Absolutely. Would that be the reason? Yeah, 100%. We're time poor, but also there there seem to be, you know, there really seem to be chores. So when you're tired, when you're stressed out, when you're challenged, the last thing you want to do or be thinking about are, you know, the, the chores that have to be done, but you really don't want to do. You'd much rather be spending time with the family or spending time with your sick mum or spending time with a cousin or celebrating. This is a motto that I embrace, probably too much so my wife will tell you. If I don't enjoy doing something, you won't I do outsource it. it. No, I outsource it. Right. So I'll get it done more effectively. So if you want it done by tomorrow, I'll get it done every time. Yep. Just won't be me doing it. Are you allowed that. a second wife? I'm up. No. no. <laughs> like, oh, you know what? I'll ask tonight. Maybe we'll see what <laughs> Okay, find out. But for me, outsourcing is important. I'll tell you two reasons. If I've got, obviously I've got a very busy life. Mm. If I've got a bit of extra time, I don't want to do those chores. Two reasons. I'm probably going to butcher them. I'm going to be the worst. Mm. So my wife buys my daughter a little Range Rover. You know those cars you put together? Mm. Friend of goes, put it together. A normal male can do it. I go, but I'm not a normal male. Please do it for her. I go, I'm probably going to break it. 
do it. All right, I put this thing together. Um, she went on it once, it's broken. broken. We shipped it back, they go, you're broken. I go, told you. I would have had an air tasker go out there, $50 <laughs> would have had it done, and I would have been happy. And also, I can outsource these things, so I think it's important to outsource all the things you can, yep. but on the provisor, you can still do them. What I mean by that is, there's no job that I'm beneath. I can do every job. Yep. So if I've got to wash dishes, if I've got to clean, I'll do them every time. But if I'm in a position where I don't have to, I'm going to outsource it. But I also think it's about valuing your time. And is your time more valuable doing something, um, you know, that's going to help someone else or your family or what have you versus, you know, you spending time doing the washing or cleaning it? That doesn't make of sense. Of course. And I, I still have not met anyone to date that actually enjoys washing. Yeah, I'm not going to comment so, on that. But, anyway. But the other, and that's the, the beauty also of the Helping Hub is because people who want to be able to help someone else, we are all time poor now. And so, you know, gone are the days where you had a whole tribe of, of friends who were able to each cook a different meal every single night and, you know, come and do the washing and the cleaning and take the kids for you. We just don't have that time. So, you know, some people do, but it's very few. And so if, if they know that they're actually gifting you the help that you need, then how gratifying Can is that? Can I ask a question? How much would something like that be? So a voucher for... It's entirely up to you. You can spend, you know, our vouchers start online from $30. So let's just say $30. If you give someone a $30 gift, mm -hmm. it's nice, but it's nothing to look for. Mm -hmm. But if you give them one or two hours of doing something, it means so much more. Yep. Because you're gifting them that time. That's that right. value of $30 to them... Yep is so much more. And That's it, why it's such a great concept. Well, and it's also, you know, a sense of a circular economy of gift giving because you're not only gifting a friend, you're, you're feeling altruistic, so you're receiving a gift. It's law of reciprocity. By actually gift giving, you're helping a friend, you're also keeping another Australian business, um, you know, in demand, and you're giving someone a job. So, and then in turn, they're able to feed their family and, and the gift just keeps on giving. And that's what I love about, you know, the model is that it's just this continuous cycle of giving and it doesn't just stop at a two-way transaction. Well, look, uh, I'm definitely like, I'm gonna start using your services, by the way. Thanks, Chris. Now, are you ready for our quick fire questions? Okay, go for it. Do you have any pets? Yes, I have one dog, Freddie. Freddy, huh? Freddy's good. Every time I think of Freddy, I think of Freddy Krueger from Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, Street. no. I was scared of him when I was younger. That's why. <laughs> now, what's your favourite movie ever? Oh, God. This is quick fire question. Top Gun. What's your favourite TV show? Oh, uh... Seinfeld. No, I... No. Oh. I'm not going to tell you what he said. Um, at the moment, it's actually New Amsterdam. New Amsterdam? Mm. Oh, cool. Mm. Not Seinfeld? Not Seinfeld. Ah, all right. Dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Absolutely dark. iPhone, iPhone or Android? iPhone. Describe yourself as a teenager in three words. <laughs> Cheeky. Um, maybe a little crazy and ambitious. I like it. Now, one item you can't leave the house without, not your phone. Oh. Because that's everyone's answer. My keys. Or keys. Bam. I'm going to keep saying that. No, 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 no. Okay. Next. Um, children. <laughs> That's one thing. I do leave oh, no, the house I with. I do try and leave without them, yes. Give me your biggest pet peeve. I'm really um, 
intolerant of incompetence. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Mm. Best piece of advice you've ever received? Take time before you give an answer. If you could be from any decade or era, what would it be? I am loving right now. I like that. So you, you get a lot of people that say different ones, but I like that. Now, if you, you've shared some great stuff with us. If you want our listeners to take three key takeaways from our podcast, what would you like to tell them? Help is out there. If you need help, you can create a gift registry or a wish list. Or go to the Helping Hub. On the Helping Hub. Oh, there you go. And share it with your friends. That way you don't have to think every time when someone says, how can I help? Yep. Um, three things I'd like people to take away. Listen to podcasts because... Relentless Life on Your Terms, a great podcast. <laughs> Definitely check that one out. Yep. Absolutely. It never and never stop learning. Never, ever stop learning. And... Is that the second or the That's third? Oh, I'm going to put them together. Yeah. So you got to go. Okay, one so one more thing that I want people to take away from this podcast. Um, don't be afraid to ask for the help that you need as well. A lot of people are embarrassed, but there's always great things out there. Yep. From a scale of one to 10, how much have you enjoyed this podcast? Oh, if I say 12, will I get oh. brownie points? You definitely, <laughs> you get those cakes. There you go. I want the cookies, yes. Thank you very much for being on our show. My pleasure. Thanks for inviting me, Chris. Thank you.